Hello, everybody. I'm Sean, and welcome to the first episode of the Croc Time podcast, delivering weekly updates on markets and geopolitics, providing you with valuable insights and unique perspectives on events and trends shaping the world. Today, I would like to talk about a commodity that is on my radar, uranium. You might think this is a tad weird to talk about, especially on the first episode, but nuclear is back in fashion and will be crucial to the future energy transition. And as you might have rightly guessed, uranium is its key component. So let's cut directly to the chase. To first provide a bit of an overview, uranium is a heavy metal, actually the heaviest of all naturally occurring elements, and it's extremely dense. It was named after the planet Uranus, that was also discovered in the late 1700s. Like other elements, uranium occurs in several slightly different forms known as isotopes, differing in the number of unchanged particles or neutrons that they hold. The isotope U-235 is extremely important because under certain conditions it can be split and generate a ton of energy. In fact, nuclear power stations split uranium atoms to create steam to drive turbines and generators, just like fossil fuel power stations burn coal or gas. Turning to markets, uranium spot price is in the midst of a five-year bull run, up around 160% since the start. However, prices in the last 18 months, since November 2021, have been chopping sideways, forming a bullish flag pattern, which, in technical analysis, means a price chart with areas of tight consolidation showing a counter-trend move right after a sharp directional move in price. I think a breakout could happen very soon once volume indicators show signs of interest in the market, demonstrating some enthusiasm and money flows into uranium, as retail and institutional interest so far has remained somewhat low. Compared to previous uranium bull markets, this seems like just the early stage of something much, much bigger and longer. So far this year, spot prices have remained resilient, outperforming a general basket of other commodities by over 10%. Resilience is the key word here, as market fundamentals continue to support underlying prices. Uranium continues to demonstrate very low correlations to other major asset classes and commodities, making it an attractive alternative when diversifying the portfolio especially when most market participants consider a recession a near given between this year and the next. Governments around the world continue to embrace nuclear power as it remains by large the key solution for decarbonizing the global energy supply. Media attention for nuclear is building up and I firmly believe that this will eventually move over to uranium, pulling up its prices and helping change public opinion favorably, which will then translate into government actions. Recent positive news headlines for uranium and nuclear include the U.S. Biden administration offering $1.2 billion of funds for distressed nuclear power plants and upgrading its existing fleet by increasing capacity and lifetime extensions. The U.K. also announced that it intends to increase nuclear power's capacity to 25% of the country's electricity generation from the current 15%. The EU established that hydrogen produced with nuclear energy is considered green. And we are also seeing nuclear power U-turns in Belgium and Sweden, which will hopefully help grow its recognition among Europe, where political skepticism looms large ever since the 2011 Fukushima disaster, with Germany recently going ahead and closing its last nuclear power plants. Encouraging signals also emerged from France, whose parliament passed a bill last month cutting permitting red tape, a step in the right direction considering the extremely lengthy regulatory burdens European governments have put on nuclear power plants. Japan is also looking to upgrade its aging nuclear fleet and building out new plants. Asia is where we are seeing the most action and progress toward the build-out of new nuclear reactors, with China, India and South Korea leading the charge. 
There are a total of 60 reactors under construction, and just over a third of these are all coming from a single country, China. This year, we'll also see new nuclear power reactors come online in Bangladesh, Belarus, Turkey, and the UAE. This last one is especially interesting, given it is the world's fifth largest exporter of oil. Finally, Argentina is another interesting case, as the build-out of its $8 billion Atucha III power plant, financed by Chinese banks, isn't going much to plan, but the mere intention represents a very strong signal to the market, as it would be the first of its kind for LATAM and with Chinese nuclear technology, an industry largely dominated by Russia and the West. Nuclear energy's baseload reliability and zero greenhouse gas emissions makes it a key element for the future energy transition. All of these support the overall bullish narrative and could lead to a near-term breakout from the flag pattern. The focus from governments around the world on ensuring energy security, which I believe has now been elevated to the same importance as climate change, remain long-term catalysts for nuclear and uranium. Increasing nuclear demand around the world, coupled with uncertain uranium supply and the push for markets on sustainability and the phase-out of fossil fuel production, will likely continue to support the bull market over the medium and long term. Transitioning towards the uranium supply and demand picture, Uranium strength since the start of the bull market is incentivizing production, with many recent announcements of increasing operating capacity from junior uranium miners since last year. 2022 saw prices double for uranium conversion and enrichment services as fears mounted because Russia controls 27% of global uranium conversion capacity and 39% of fuel enrichment, in addition to accounting for 6% of U-308 production, which is the uranium concentrate when uranium ore has been mined and milled. Russia's state-owned nuclear energy monopoly, Rosatom, is a major exporter of nuclear fuel and enrichment services to the EU and the US, providing 28% of the US's enrichment services capacity in 2021. Even though there haven't been any sanctions on Russian uranium or conversion and enrichment services, Western countries are investing heavily in and supporting the expansion of local conversion and enrichment capacities. One example is the restart in the first half of this year of the U.S.'s only domestic conversion facility, Converdin. However, recently the EU is reconsidering nuclear sanctions on Russia, even though some EU countries, namely Hungary and Bulgaria, continue to rely on Rosatom for their energy security, while others fear that a halt of Russian nuclear energy will simply encourage countries to return to fossil fuels. Many utilities with existing Russian enriched uranium contracts are scrambling to seek replacement supplies in the market, looking at alternative suppliers, but not all uranium supplying countries are ready to satisfy the West's needs. In fact, geopolitical tensions are creating a bifurcated market in uranium, further leading to a jump in uranium demand. Kazakhstan, the world's second largest producer after Australia, is in fact leaning eastward, highlighted recently as the assets of three joint ventures of Dutch companies collaborating with Kazatomprom, Kazakhstan's national uranium and nuclear operator, have been repatriated by the Russian government with Kazakhstan's consent. Another factor supporting their overall bullish picture is the need to refill extremely low inventories. In fact, available for sale uranium inventories have mostly been sold in recent years and will not act as sources of secondary supply as they have done in the past. Interestingly, Kazakhstan has also decided to decrease production guidance for uranium supply by around 10% for 2023, 
citing COVID-19 and supply chain challenges. Record increases in long-term uranium contracting are also bullish signals, but the price level is still too low to incentivize the restart of Tier 2 production, let alone greenfield investments. Chemical, the world's largest publicly traded uranium company, has been lifting the ask on their price term contracts. However, there is one massive driver of uranium and nuclear demand that looms large, and that is none other than China. It recently reaffirmed its nuclear power objective of 150 gigawatts by 2030. It currently operates 55 reactors, producing around 53 gigawatts with 21 plants under construction. And given their very ambitious targets, we are expecting a massive demand upsurge from the country, which will require them to go ahead with 10 plus reactor approvals per year until 2030. Couple this incredible demand surge for uranium with no new mines set to come online in at least five years, then we would inevitably have to see uranium prices spike. Opening a uranium mine requires significant capital investments and often takes 10 to 15 years. Once interest in this market grows, I'm confident we will see new supply projects be announced. The winds are blowing in nuclear energy's favor and its bullish market fundamentals are completely intact. Uranium miners are also part of the rosy picture for nuclear energy, so let's quickly look at what they've been up to in the market recently. Their outlook remains strong, but so far this year, their stock prices have been on a roller coaster ride, with a phenomenal January followed by a dismal February and March going sideways for April. The recent macro environment with the US banking crisis caused small cap equities to underperform the general market. And given the volatile nature of many of the junior uranium mining stocks, we saw big drawdowns in their stock prices. The fundamentals remain strong, and a significant number of junior miners are resuming uranium production, sending a clear signal to the market that the appetite for uranium is back. Companies such as Encore Energy, Paladin Energy, Boss Energy, Peninsula Energy, and Eura Energy have all announced in the last year the restart of projects. Kazatomprom, the world's largest producer and seller of U-308 uranium, while announcing a decreasing production guidance, saw its profits increase 31% in 2022. The Canadian uranium giant, Cameco, saw its revenue from uranium increase 41% in 2022 from the prior year. The industry is also experiencing strategic acquisitions by junior uranium companies, which will support future project financing efforts. Production restarts, large contracts with utilities, and new exploration programs are all bullish, and I strongly believe that uranium mining stocks will continue to have significant upside potential in the medium and long term. However, short-term forecasts on uranium mining stocks is hard at the moment, as recession fears mount and could dent their short-term outlook. The volatile and high beta nature of many of these junior miners exposes them to severe swings in the market. While I'm convinced the fundamentals are there, I think junior miners could still fall further in the short term, driven by a general market downturn. When it comes to demand and supply, the stars are aligning for uranium miners, and if spot prices were to increase substantially, we could see significant upswings in stock prices. The bigger and more solid uranium companies are more interesting in the short term, and could be an alternative if volatile junior uranium miners are not your cup of tea. Cameco, for example, currently bounced strongly from a key support level of 25 Canadian dollars a share. The recent string of deals it announced with Bulgaria and Ukraine are also supportive of further price growth. 
The company has plenty of cash, low debt, is growing in the double digits, and has plenty of assets, and is well positioned to supply uranium to the western half of the bifurcated market. Cameco returned over 15 times in the previous uranium bull market of the 2000s. Given the current environment and market uncertainty, I will stay away from junior miners until the recession fears or the recession itself is over. But I think larger and more stable players are well positioned and could provide protection in choppy waters. But if uranium prices swing upwards and return to the overall bull market trajectory they were on, I would not want to miss out on the juicy returns junior uranium miners could generate. Well then, how can investors gain exposure to uranium miners? The most popular ETF is the Han ETF Sprat Uranium Miners, currently almost at a 52-week low. While it is a relatively new product, it does allow users to gain exposure to the key companies leading the future of uranium from very diverse geographies, such as Australia, Canada, Kazakhstan, and the US. Cameco and Kazatombrom make up around 32% of the fund, ensuring exposure to the biggest and strongest players in the field. Overall, I think we're just at the beginning of a further leg up in the uranium and nuclear bull market, as widespread adoption throughout the world is continuing to support extremely strong demand with a bifurcated market and no new projects complicating the supply picture. Over the medium and long term, I expect uranium miners to generate significant returns while providing an excellent alternative to diversifying the portfolio. Thank you, and I hope you enjoyed the first episode of Crock Time. Please leave a review and follow me on Instagram, and I'll be back next time with more insightful research.